This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. What is uh, slashing? Slashing is um, like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, there's a penalty for that? Yeah. Uh, and for a trip also, you know? Oh. Like that. And mm-hmm. for hook, like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, for spear, you know? Like that. Mm-hmm. All bad. Bad. You do that, you go to the box, you know? Uh, two minutes by yourself and... You feel shame, you know, mm-hmm. and then you get free. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast, recorded live at the spacious lineupmedia.fm studios in Edwardsville, Illinois. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref, you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. It is that time once again for another Blues Game Recap. I am your host, Lance Descott, and of course, this is the Drop Podcast. Before we get into the game, I want to talk about something that is very important to me. Tuesday night was pink at the rink night. Every NHL team does it. It brings attention to what I say is an epidemic. Everyone is touched by cancer somehow. Whether it's a relative, whether it's somebody you work with, whether it's somebody a family member knows, We are all touched by cancer. Cancer has affected my life in three different instances. Before I started dating my wife, we were friends, and I was able to meet her mother before we started dating, but sadly, her mother was battling breast cancer, and in the late 80s, they were not very good at treating it. It metastasized and came back within about a year, year and a half, ended up going through all of her body. It eventually killed her right around Valentine's Day in February of 88. Back at the end of 2014, my wife had felt a lump. We went to the doctor, we got a scan, and she got a biopsy. She had breast cancer. She went through several sets of chemotherapy. Then she went through six weeks straight every day of radiation. She's been cancer-free now for a little under four years. I know exactly what people go through I think there's a misconception out there a lot of times that, oh, it's just breast cancer. They've made huge strides with breast cancer. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. I know people mean well, and they're right. They've made huge strides in the treatment of breast cancer. There is still so much more that needs to be done. There's not a lot of money going towards metastatic research. And if you don't know what that is, that's the cancer that comes back after the breast cancer. It is still considered the original breast cancer, but it ends up in different parts of your body, your spine, your skull, your shoulders, your liver, your kidneys. It ends up coming back in another part of your body. And it's sad. My sister-in-law in Georgia just about a month ago was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. She's going through some different type of treatments because they said at this point, chemotherapy really isn't gonna do anything. The reason I'm talking about this There are a lot of charities you can give to when it comes to cancer. Some of them are better than others. I'm not going to tell you which one to give to. I will just say do your research. But if you can give, give. Especially when it comes to metastatic research. There's not a ton of money going towards that. And there should be. Please do your research because some of these so-called great entities that people say do great work with breast cancer survivors and other cancer survivors 
they keep about 80 to 90% of your money for themselves. And about 10 to 20% actually goes to patients. Give, but please do your research before giving. Let's go ahead and get into the Blues game. We know the Coyotes are trying to get into a playoff spot. They would after this 3-1 win over the Blues. The Blues are still in third place with 79 points, but they have Minnesota, Dallas, and now Arizona chasing after them. There would be no scoring in the first period, but in all actuality, the Blues controlled the play. They played a lot better than the Coyotes did in the first period. They outshot them 12-5. Kemper made some great saves to keep it a scoreless game. Bennington only faced five shots. Going into the second period, we thought it was probably going to be very similar to that type of period that they had in the first, and it was. The Blues outshot the Coyotes 10-7, but it would be the Coyotes to get a goal just a minute and five in on a huge mistake by Jordan Bennington when he tried to clear the puck. Defending so much better here tonight. Shot the goal! A misplay, and the Coyotes capitalize! Richard Ponick, second in as many nights, and it's a 1-0 game. Well, there it is. Hockey is a game of mistakes. And on the sixth shot of this game, the Coyotes find a way. No goaltender. Bennington out of his net, comes out to play the puck, and he gives it right to Richard Ponick. Goes to his backhand instead of using the board. He throws it right up the middle of the ice. Richard Ponick says, thank you very much. And the Coyotes strike first, and not only that, the crowd, you can hear a pin drop in this building. A very innocent-looking play. The Coyotes shoot it in. It goes behind the goal. Bennington comes out to get it. Clears it backhand to who he thinks is Jaden Schwartz. Jaden Schwartz can't get it. It goes to Ponick, and he puts it into an empty net. This is why I say, guys, Bennington is not perfect. I'm not tearing the guy up here. He is a rookie. He makes mistakes. Some mistakes will affect the game. Some mistakes you may not notice. But he does make mistakes. And this one was a huge mistake that I'm sure the young guy is going to learn from. And that's all you ask of him. It's going to happen with young forwards, young defensemen, young goaltenders. They're all going to make mistakes. It's how they respond to those mistakes. And I think Bennington will be just fine. That goal from Pontiac would be his 13th of the year. It was unassisted. One minute, five seconds in. It was so sad to see that goal because the Blues just dominated in the second period. They put so much pressure on Kemper. But also on a negative, they missed the net an awful lot. Going into the third period, the Blues dominated them in the third period. 18 shots to 10. But it would be the Coyotes to get the second goal in the game just 23 seconds in on a huge turnover in the Blues zone. Is on it, so is Bareko, and the Blues look to set it up with a turnover here. Richardson, the Hinnestrosa, he scores! Mini Hinnestrosa on a turnover! It's 2-0 Coyotes! And this is textbook Coyote hockey. It's about the forecheck. He's all over his man. Pareko's got to get the puck. Uh-uh. Brad Richardson. And again, Sundquist loses control. Coyote's all over it. They force the turnover. Ends up on Vinny Hinnestrosa's stick. And where does it end up? In the back of the net. Pareko was fighting for the puck. It ended up on Sundquist's stick. Sundquist was not able to control it. Went out about three or four feet in front of him. Richardson gets the puck. Gets it to Hinnestrosa. Glove side on Bennington. Beats him cleanly for his 12th goal of the year. 
Richardson, as I said, had the assist his sixth of the year, 23 seconds in. It's now a two-goal deficit for the Blues. The Blues would continue to pepper Kemper for the rest of the period. They just couldn't get any breaks. And even though they dominated this game and they had 40 shots on goal, there were a lot of shots that were shot right at the body of Kemper. Don't get me wrong. He made some great saves, but there were a lot of pucks that missed the net and a lot of pucks that were right on Kemper. The Blues would finally get on the scoreboard after getting a power play and pulling Jordan Bennington to make it six on four, 18 minutes, 49 seconds in on a goal by Jaden Schwartz to cut the deficit to two to one. And it turning Petrangelo back the other way. Far side to O'Reilly. Dropped off to Schwartz in the slot. Shoots, he scores! Schwartz! With 1.11 to go. And the Blues finally solved the riddling goaltender of Darcy Kemper with a perfect shot. They were reluctant as a six-man unit to fire originally. Schwartz just darts to the middle, and this is vintage Jaden Schwartz as he fires it past the glove side. Great instincts by Schwartz. A beautiful pass from Petrangelo coming out of his end to O'Reilly. O'Reilly drops it to Schwartz. Schwartz skates in, and there's a guy about three feet in front of him and a guy about four feet behind him. He goes ahead and takes the shot, which is nice to see, and he puts it past Kemper for the Blues' first goal of the game. That goal would be Schwartz's seventh of the year. O'Reilly gets his 41st assist. Petrangelo gets his 21st assist. Power play goal, 1849. That's as close as the Blues would get. In fact, Oliver ekman Larson scored an empty net goal, his 10th goal of the year. Kemper actually gets an assist on it, his first. 19 minutes, 38 seconds in, and the Coyotes beat the Blues 3-1. to one. Let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game. The Blues outshot the Coyotes 40-22. to 22. They won the face-off battle 57% to 43%. The Coyotes were 0-1 for 1 on the power play. The Blues were 1-2. for 2. Hits pretty even, 23 for the Coyotes, 21 for the Blues. The Coyotes blocked 17 shots to the Blues, 11, and both teams gave the puck up five times each. Let's head to the post-game interviews. We're going to hear from O'Reilly, Bennington, and then, of course, Coach Craig Berube. It's embarrassing. It sucks. Like it's, it's no way those guys should have beat us. And it's, you know, I, I was shooting the puck terrible tonight. I had lots of opportunities that I could have done something. And that was, yeah, that was embarrassing. That was a game we should have beat those guys. That's, right. that's tough. A lot of opportunities, but you were missing the net. What was the reason for that, you think? Uh, just trying to pick corners, trying to make the right shot. It's, yeah, I guess you still got to hit the net. I don't know how many shots we threw up, but still, we had the puck the entire game, and yeah, just gotta, we got to finish. They had a lot of blocks too, so just uh, were they were they on you guys quick? Or? Yeah, yeah. We I don't think we, we I don't think we shot the puck well. We had lots of shots, but just didn't shoot it well. And yeah, that started with me, but yeah, they were they were panicking half the game, and we just moved it around and. Just, yeah, just didn't beat, just didn't beat them. Ryan, their first goal, pretty much a fluke goal. How do you think? How do you feel the team regrouped after that? Um, yeah, I thought we responded well. We still we got back to the game. We still had some bad turnovers that kind of gave them a little bit of life, but still, for the most part, we put it deep and, and just hunted them. They, you know, and you know, we had the puck, we made plays and possessed it, and yeah, just still wasn't good enough, I guess. When they the get there, embarrassing. What, what was embarrassing about? Well, just my, I think. Myself, yeah, I just had so many opportunities. Like I normally, I'm, I'm scoring a, f a few of those at least, and that was just my, my shot was pathetic tonight. And 
that was that could have changed the entire game, especially early. So that's it's on me for sure. When they get that that one in the first like 20 seconds of the third period, is that, that a little bit deflating for the guys? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Obviously, there was another bad bounce there. You know, they didn't do anything special. They just got a lucky break and put it in. And I guess that's the way it goes sometimes. But it's you know it's still frustrating. We have to respond and get back on track. It's it's a tight race right now and. Yeah, still, I guess, yeah, still wasn't good enough for them. Yeah, it's not, not ideal timing uh, to give that one up, and, um, you know, i got to be better there. I just missed my pass there, and um, unfortunately ended up in a goal and gave them the lead. What was it, uh, your reaction when that happened? I mean, you said you were surprised you didn't see their player there on the boards. No, I was trying to hit Schwartzy there, so, uh, you know, it happens, and it's how you handle it, right? Then, uh, you know, I thought we stayed with the game, you know, big rig, uh, maroon, you know, got a fight, got the team back in it and the building back in it, and... That's a good move by him, and unfortunately, uh, you know, we, we put a lot of pucks in the net tonight, but we didn't get the right outcome. What did you see at the other end? Like you said, a lot of pucks there, a lot of uh, play in their end. You just couldn't solve their goaltender. Yeah, you know, uh, we had a lot of shots there and uh, didn't get one till the end there, but, um, you know, he's, he's playing well, I guess, and uh, we just got to keep working and get back to, get back to work tomorrow, and uh, we're all right here, so um, we'll continue to, to keep doing what we've been doing. And, um, playing as a team and believing in each other. But the chances we had, we shoot the puck a little bit better, we win the game. Yeah, there was rebounds and, um, you know, I have to go back and look at the, the tape, but, uh, you know, it's not that we didn't have people there. You know, they battled hard in front of their net and, and uh, cleared a lot of things and maybe we were late on, on some of the second and third opportunities that we needed to uh, get a get another goal or two. When you uh, when you miss it, a lot of shots like that, so it doesn't matter trying to be too fine, maybe we're trying to put the shot. Well, I don't think so. I think just sometimes that's the way it goes. You know, you got to we, we had plenty of opportunities that, uh, you know, it seemed like the puck was bouncing a lot out there tonight, whether it was the ice or not. But um, that might have had something to do with it, too. Well, I think um, uh, one of our forwards was coming back from that side, but I think the heat, our forward thought he was just going up the other way. And I think Benner probably th saw him in the back of his eye and went to pass it to him, but he wasn't ready for it. So it's just a miscue. And it, didn't, it didn't seem like you guys were playing, though, after that because you strong. No, I thought that. Look, we competed hard in the game. We worked hard, um, did a lot of good things, but you know we didn't score enough goals. That's the bottom line. Do you feel like you had sustained zone time on a number of shifts? Or, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times you talk about just one and done. Did you feel like that no, was... I didn't feel like it was one and done. I thought that there was a lot of zone time. I thought we had the puck most of the game. Um, you know, we just didn't convert offensively tonight. Yeah, I think sometimes we we're a little cute for sure. Um, that happens at times when you have the puck so much instead of just being more direct. Um, we talked about it between periods about being more direct. Uh, that second period, you had several guys go toward the tunnel, you know, shaking up. How, how tough was that in terms of you know, just keeping your lineup going? Well, you just got to manage a lot of the guys you got there. I think we were missing three three guys at one point. But just manage the lines, and I know Edmondson was out, and he wasn't returning. So five D. Can, can, can you 
Uh, I don't know that right now. I really don't. I have to. He'll be evaluated tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah, I couldn't really see the play because it was along the wall over there, so I didn't. I really didn't know what happened, but I saw the high stick after. What does this game boil down to? It boils down to two things: mistakes and the inability to shoot the puck well. A lot of you might say, Lance. They got 40 shots on goal and had somewhere around 70 opportunities. Yeah, they did. But just because you have 40 shots on goal does not mean you shot the puck well. All that means is you put a lot of shots on goal. As I stated earlier, Kemper made some awesome saves, some great saves. The Blues also put a lot of shots on him that were average saves to make. Just as Coach Berube said, if they would have shot the puck better, they win this game. Even though they made those two mistakes. The one mistake by Bennington, and then the mistake by Sunquist against the boards to be able to keep control of the puck. So those two mistakes cost them the two goals. One of those goals is on Bennington, the other one is on Sunquist. A lot of you after the game were solely putting this game on Bennington. I even seen a guy respond to one of my tweets that said, an average goaltender wins that game. Seriously? But then in the same sentence, he says, Bennington's our man. He's a great goaltender. Well, which is it? Is he a great goaltender that made a mistake and then the forwards made a mistake that allowed a goal? Or is he a worse than average goaltender? You can't have it both ways. I think it was two mistakes that cost the Blues the game. Bennington didn't face a ton of shots. No, he didn't. But he made a couple key saves in this game to keep the Blues in the game. It boils down to this. If your goaltender allows two goals, whether it's on great shots, whether it's on bad shots, whether it's on mistakes, and your offense can't put enough pucks in the net to at least tie the game and take it to overtime or to win it, a lot of that is on the offense. As you heard Ryan O'Reilly, taking responsibility for it, and Craig Berube saying, we didn't shoot the puck well enough. Did you once hear him say, Bennington had a terrible game, our goalie needs to not make that mistake? You know why? This loss is not Bennington's fault. This loss is a combination of several things. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, drive safely, and let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.